Welcome to the Rising Consciousness Show, 20 minutes of soulful insights and powerful tools to elevate your life experience and create with higher clarity, intention, and vision. I'm Tara Antler, intuitive healer and soul coach. And I'm King Gabriel, spiritual teacher and practitioner. And we are the co-founders of Ascension Academy of Life. A global center for spiritual growth, intuitive healing, and soul alignment. Get ready to blast off. Hello and welcome. Oh my gosh, I feel like it's been forever since the two of us sat down and it's recorded a, a podcast a together. So here we are, here we are. Well, we want to have this really beautiful conversation. It's actually a three-part conversation with you. Part number one, and this based off of questions that we get from our clients a lot or whenever we're interviewed on other people's podcasts and shows, when we have this conversation about intuition, we get asked this question, how long have you been intuitive for? Mm -hmm. And Gabriel and I were talking this morning and last night we said, you know, we very rarely tell a lot of our stories here in our podcast or our public. We share a lot of our stories in our teachings within our courses and programs, but we thought we'd do a little storytelling session with you because we get asked this question a lot, probably because people are curious. Yes. Like, how long have you been intuitive for? Mm -hmm. But we also want you, as you're listening to this episode, we want you to also think about for yourself, your own journey of intuition, because I believe we all have intuition. It's a gift that's been given to all of us. So we all have our own journey of intuition. We're just going to share some of our experiences, hoping that it inspires you to also think, wow, I actually have been intuitively inclined or intuitively open Uh since I was maybe 14 or 16 or 18 or two, you know? And so once you start feeling that and you can look at that and go, wow, okay, I have been intuitively open. Now what's my next step? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? So do you want me to start or do you want to start in terms of storytelling today? I can jump right in. Yeah, go for it. So intuition, regarding intuition, like a lot of people speak about intuition as if it's this thing you have to really take your time to develop and it's not really something that's natural to the human being. It's natural, but we dismiss it at a certain point. And then we have to relearn how to re-engage with it. For instance, I can call instances when I was a kid. I, I think I was about, I'm, I'm guessing here, I can't say with a, <laughs> an absolute certainty that is what it was, but I'm thinking around four or so four, I could remember looking at specific people I would encounter or situations I would be in and just seeing more than was there, mm. right? There's the physical representation, but then there's the little underlying things like the undertones, the way people move through space, the way they speak, the way they address mm-hmm. certain things, the way they would place their eyes in different positions and all these things. And it was natural to me to just be able to see a bit further. And when I'm saying see a bit further, I'm not only talking about what I could see physically, I'm talking about an internal sense as if it's a sort of barometer as you're you're measuring the situation and feeling what's entailed. And that's an inner conversation because more information is available than is seen with the eyes. And that was the process mm-hmm. of it. So for me, intuition has been around for my entire life. It's something I live by. And a lot of the moves I make, I may not exactly be able to explain fully to the human being. Well, this is why I'm doing this. And this is why this makes sense. It's none of that. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's almost a hunch Mm -hmm. or a feeling. And it's always there and always present. And it's been there my whole life, right? As as long as I was conscious of myself, that Mm -hmm. is. Before that, it was just pure mercurial experience. Everything just flowing and all that. But at one point... When I looked at the situation and started to see commonalities, started to see just learning about the world through the interactions with people, Mm -hmm. then the intuition really kicked in because I saved myself a lot of pain (laughs) and a lot of trouble 
through just listening to those basic and natural hunches and urges that were available to me. Mm-hmm. So I would say that intuition has been a part of my entire life in everything I do. And it had to show up in different ways according to the different circumstances I was in. And that when I say show up in different ways, I mean the expression of it, how I would articulate what I was saying about the situation with the people involved who were a part of what I was getting the intuitive hunch about. Mm-hmm. I had to navigate that well and learn to navigate that well as well. So it's not just the intuition, but the use of that intuition as well that had to be developed mm-hmm. and honed as a skill. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I remember you even saying that as a child, you were yeah. very much an observer. You were yes. quiet yes. more, didn't speak as much, but very you observed so. everything. Everything. And yeah. that was that was a part of intuition because really and truly the act of interacting with every single thing that came across would almost be sometimes entangling me with the situation Mm -hmm. more than i needed to be to observe the situation Mm -hmm. so i would step back and watch the entire situation Mm -hmm. learn from it firstly and then i would speak i would speak a few choice words here and there but it would be an informed speech by the time Mm -hmm. i got to speaking it wouldn't be just me trying to wait around in water or try to have things work out from where they seemed to be it would be me standing back observing the entire thing as much as i could and then from that that information that education about the situation i could then speak and what i speak would have an impact in the way i intended Mm -hmm. and not in the way i did not intend Mm -hmm. and that was the value of observing a bit more that's what Mm -hmm. i learned with time yeah. yeah 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 and the same for me like it's always been there when people ask me this question I have to kind of chuckle because it's always been there. It's not something that just all of a sudden when I was 14 lights on, it was there right out of the gates. Like some of my first memories, I remember being in the crib and looking up and seeing these orbs of light and they were glowing and luminescent and beautiful. And it was almost like they were singing to me, like they didn't speak. I would associate that maybe with an angelic presence or a light presence of some sort. But they were, it felt more melodic, like there were melodies coming from this ball of light. And I just remember feeling so joyful, you know, (laughs) like I was by myself in this crib on the planet in an earth body. And then there were these beautiful orbs of light that were almost singing to me, maybe to soothe me. I'm not quite sure what the intention was, but that was one of my very first memories. And then fast forward to, you know, when I was three, four, five, six, I remember laying in my bed when I moved into my like big girl room and big girl bed. Mm -hmm. And I looked out the window that was off to the right side of where the bed was. And there was this huge oak tree. And I remember seeing little fairies in the oak tree and they would talk to me and I would talk to them and I'd see plant uh, spirits and yeah. rock and tree spirits that were talking to me. Yeah. And then when I really was like, okay, something bigger is happening here that maybe not everybody could see was when there was a morning where my mom, the next morning she, I went to bed and the next morning she said, how did you sleep last night? And I said, no, I didn't sleep very well at all. I said, all your friends from the party you had last night were in my room <laughs> talking to me. And she's like, we didn't have a party last night. And I said, yes. <laughs> and I named five people and I described them. She's looking at me with this face like, confused and Mm. uncertain and then she just said I think he might have been dreaming and I remember that was the first time I was probably about five that was the first time I remembered questioning myself Mm. where I was actually like huh like was I seeing that or did I dream that because I had been seeing that all the while thinking that that was just normal and thinking wow how special am I that my mom and dad's friends prefer to come and hang hang out out with with me than in the living room with them (laughs) right and so I remember like just all the, I could give so many examples of, of 
intuition working with me, like sitting with my mom's friends and just sensing what they were going through and being able to like make change just by putting my hand on them and watching the energy around them change, not knowing that that was energy. But I thought everybody had this, you yeah, know, like yeah. I really thought everybody had and that. That there is key because that was the same thing that I had going on. Yeah. Because it's natural to you. And because you're in that zone, you assume that everybody else yeah. functions like that too. Yeah. So that that is that's really how it was. You yeah. just thought everybody functions like that until you realize later on in life everybody does that it. everybody <laughs> doesn't function like that, which is crazy. And yeah, they believe yeah. it's your imagination yeah, or that yeah. you're dreaming it up. You know, I, I remember being so deeply connected to nature and to animals that where we lived at the time on Black Bay Road, there were a yeah. lot of bears that were around. And my mom, I didn't realize she was so scared of bears until yeah. there was one day they hadn't finished the deck yet, yeah. but they had the big patio doors. And I was at the patio door yeah. and I had my hands on it and I was like, oh, how nice. Like, I don't know if I associated with a big dog or a bear, but I was just like, oh, how nice. Like, look at this nice big animal that's coming to the window to talk to me, you yeah, know? Yeah. And I had this connection with this animal. I didn't yep. feel afraid. No. I didn't feel like my life was threatened by any means. Yeah. I was having, I remember having this deep connection with this animal as yep. if like we were talking back and forth yeah. until my mom came running into the living room. She was with like, fear. oh my God, dad, get away from the window. It's a big bear. You know, she's freaking out. And I'm like, yeah. what is happening? And yeah. And it was like all of those external things yeah. started to almost put this, instead of just being this natural free, free flowing space where everything was to be trusted and everything yeah. was okay and everything was natural, all of a sudden there was this question and doubt and fear sometimes. Yeah. And then also thinking, well, not everybody has this because yeah. everybody thinks I'm imagining it. Uh -huh. Did you ever have that in terms of people saying to you like, oh, that's just in your head or don't be so sensitive. Well, I'll or... say this. It wasn't in the form of, oh, that's that's dreaming or anything like that. I was selective about who I would speak oh, to and when smart. I would speak, right? Very yeah, smart. this is what I learned, okay? <laughs> I learned that with, with time too, yeah. right? And I can't remember exactly when I learned it or else I'd address it. But I do remember in school at certain times with, this was probably in my young teens, like, 11, 12, 13, somewhere there, interacting with people and expressing my views based on observation and mm -hmm. intuition as well, mm -hmm. the tuition from my inner teacher. And I would be speaking and I realized that they were not necessarily at the same frequency right. or thought that I was at. Yeah. So this is what made me extremely selective in what I spoke. But the things that I spoke, funny enough, way later on in their maturity in our conversations mm -hmm. they would reflect on those moments and mm. tell me oh you were saying this since we were back when we were 12 and 13 because they're now seeing it revealing right. in their lives as yeah. experiences yeah. and things that they could and couldn't trust etc yeah. and all of these things so it's funny how it works because had i expressed it then yeah i know what yeah. would have happened right yeah. the, the, the atmosphere would have not been yeah. welcoming of that yeah right i had something but, like yeah, that happen yeah. too where i remember but, expressing something on the yes. school bus and i remember it carried back from the girl that i was talking to to other kids in the community and i, I was sharing something that was personal but also very intuitive like something that i had picked up on that yeah. i saw that i knew i just intuitively knew about the connection to creator, yes. whatever I was calling it back then. Yeah. And it got carried back to these other kids. And the next thing you know, the kids were like, Tara's a weirdo and Tara's strange. Yeah. And, strange you know, day. it was written yeah. on the walls in the place where we skated. Like, Tara yeah. Antler's a weirdo and all this stuff. And I remember feeling that intensity and yeah. being like, well, the hell with all of you. Like, yeah. if this is how y'all are going to respond, like, yeah. I'm not 
I'm not even going to share this with you anymore. And I remember because yeah, that was, level of feedback right? is not enjoyable. Nobody wants no. that type of feedback from their expression. So this is why I was careful with it yeah. on one level because I realized and in the place I grew up too, yeah. right? The environment, it's a place where bickery and all of that stuff right. happens on a constant basis. So you yeah. kind of become aware of what you let out of this mouth of yours <laughs> right you become hypersensitive yeah. and aware or i became i yeah. should say hypersensitive and aware of what i would actually release versus what i would internalize and work with in within myself yeah. and i allowed it to build up in, within myself to be like a super charge in that direction that i wanted yeah. to go while developing the tendency to speak it in either a way that would be digestible for them, right? I right, right. Either yeah. a way that would be digestible for them, or not at all. Yeah. Because if I spoke it and it was spoken in a way that would rub them and their belief yeah. systems the wrong way, we'd have a waste of time. Yeah. Is really what it is. Because yeah. who wants to deal with having to deal with the repercussions of having people saying all this stuff about yeah. you and oh, it's too much, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that's yeah. I did the same thing. Yeah, I learned yeah. from a young age too that yeah. I knew who to talk to and yes. who not to talk to. There yeah. were very few that I could talk to. <laughs> so I actually yes. found myself. What it did is on the positive side, it yes. it allowed me to go deeper within. Yes. And that's where I really turned to meditation when I was fourteen, yep, and yep. I really took all of those big conversations that I would have loved to have had with people yeah. that I now can have with people, yeah, but I would again. have loved to back then. And I <laughs> yeah. took them deep within. Yes. And you know, another thing I was just thinking about is those experiences of like turning up and turning down our, our intuitive yeah. abilities. And I remember yeah. at certain times in my journey being so open and having so much information come to me, especially when I went to school, like different layers, you know, when I go to grade yeah. school or then high school and being yeah. able to sense everybody and yeah. feel their emotions and feel what they were moving through and hear the thoughts that they were having. And yeah. it, sometimes it was really overwhelming. And I remember, especially around puberty, oh my gosh, with the hormones as well. <laughs> I was like, this is a lot. This is yeah. really big. Like, how am I going to navigate this? And I, I must have intuitively known how to like turn it up and turn it down. I never yeah. shut it off. Yeah. Nothing ever really scared me to that degree where I turned it off, but there were definitely moments where I was like, whoa, this is a lot. Yeah. I need to function. Like I actually need to sit at this desk and listen to what the teacher is telling me in order to pass my grades, you yeah, know, and yeah. like do well in school. So I learned how to like turn it up and turn it down, which is something that we actually teach in yes. Thrive 365 and the Divine yeah. Channel is for a lot of people, they're very open. And I, I get this question a lot too, where people are like, how do you handle like going to the grocery store? How do you handle like being in public? Uh -huh. I remember when I used to go out dancing a lot and people are like, how do you handle like going to the bars when people are already like under the influence and there's lots of different energies. And yeah. I actually learned how to turn it up and turn it down. Yep. And this is something that I think is really valuable to teach our students because if we don't learn how to do that, we're so open sometimes we cultivate that opening yes. and then it can feel overwhelming and if something feels overwhelming to our system you know the ego is going to kick up and be like forget this shut it down like shut yep. it down yep. and then people have to work again 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 to open it back up to get back to that level that they were at and so it's almost almost like that game of like i take one step forward one step back one yeah. step forward one step back i'm open now i'm closed i'm open now i'm closed and so I think that's such a waste of time and energy to go through that because there's always higher levels that we can go to, Yeah, you know? And yeah. did you ever find that there were people along your path that helped you to kind of open or bring it down or yes, navigate yes. that? I could say this in my experience, I will, I'm, I'm highly empathic. Most people don't notice because I do appear as hyper emotional, 
I know how to manage myself well enough to not appear to be gushy emotion. But many people are very empathic and that's the real problem. And when I say empathic, they can tune into the environment and the people around them very well, even so much so that if somebody's watching them in a way that's harmful or has wrong intent in it, you could tell someone has in, an, an intent to hurt. It feels like anger in that individual. You feel the anger springing up as if it's springing up in you, right? But it's because of the environment you're in. And most people, when they have that, they lash back out immediately, mm -hmm. right? What we teach in Thrive is to transmute that, info, that, that, that energy, right? We have ways mm -hmm. to do it that allows you to not release exactly what you received, but an upgraded version of what right. you received. So you feed something back out. Mm -hmm. And in my experience, to answer the exact mm -hmm. question, when, um, when faced with those sorts of things come in my way, which was, a que mm -hmm. what was the question again? Run the oh, question just like time. if there were, if there were any mentors, any guidance that you had yes, good. to help you kind of navigate those time periods when things might've been really big and then you're like, Ooh. beautiful. So I would say, firstly, that was who I was speaking about there. My intuition, my inner teacher. I actually mm -hmm. do believe that there is a thing within me that has guided me the whole way and given me information. That's number mm -hmm. one on my list. After that inner teacher, the external teachers were people that showed up at the right time in mm -hmm. my movement. When I say that, one person I can think of off the top of my head is um, a friend of mine called Monica, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And this was a time when I was moving through some severe relationship stuff, right? At this point in time, it was a real tumultuous relationship, mm -hmm. let's just say. And I was actually coaching her son, right? Her son was a shot putter. So I used to be a shot putter at one time too, right? And I was training him. He became the national champ and stuff in his age group and everything. And his mom just happened to be, and this is how serendipitous things can be, just happened to be the babysitter of the girl that oh, was wow. my girlfriend at the time. She used to be her babysitter wow. when she lived way back in, wow. in California and stuff like that, right? So she just happens to be my girlfriend at the time. And she kind of knows her from that interaction energetically. Mm -hmm. And she's into much spiritual work as well. We converse a bit and I start to see things differently. I start to move deeper into my spiritual path, mm -hmm. even though my whole life has been a spiritual journey. That, that time I really took a deep dive. And it made a significant difference and sped things along greatly, I would say. Mm -hmm. So, yes, there are external teachers that show up. And occasionally, I think they show up to spare us the pain that we could put ourselves mm -hmm. through. And yeah, totally. I, yeah, I definitely was about to put myself mm -hmm. through a lot of pain in mm -hmm. that situation. But it was just the right timing, mm -hmm. the right information, and just the right general care and vibe to allow me to move mm -hmm. forward still. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah, it's interesting yeah. you bring that up because yeah. for me, I had a really intense situation happen at 18. Yeah. And my family, we'd always, we would go away for Easter to yeah. our timeshare. Yeah. And I really had a bad feeling about uh -huh. going. And I couldn't yeah. figure out why or what yeah. was going to happen. I just had a really bad feeling. Yeah. And as I was leaving, and I had a boyfriend in high school for three years, and as I was leaving, I had this thought, something bad is going to happen mm. and related to yeah. him. And so we went and I kept telling my sister this. I'm like, I've got a really bad feeling. Like I have this feeling mm. he's going to go to a party. I don't even know if there is a party happening week this weekend, but I think this girl and I named the girl, she's going to have this party. He's going to go, which is unlike him to go. And something's going to happen between the two of them. And my sister kept saying, oh, you're crazy, Tara. She's like, he would never do that to you. He's like the least person in high school that would ever cheat <laughs> on anybody, right? Like, he's just not that type of person. I'm like, I'm telling you. And, th and then she's like, she'd say, 
those two, like that doesn't even make sense. Like what would he see in her? You know, like those types of conversations, right? And I said, I don't know. I'm just telling you. And that night I went to sleep and I had a dream. And I had an exact dream about this party, this girl, things that went down, things that happened and where it all happened, everything like in the car and all the details. I woke up. I felt awful the next day, totally ruined my Easter weekend. (laughs) We were there for five or six days, ruined the whole trip for me. I felt so nauseous. And, And then I kept thinking, I must be making this up. Like maybe I'm afraid. But then I was like, well, what am I afraid of? I've never had any experience like that before. This was my first boyfriend. It's not like I had something that had already happened that was bad to live by. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like I was living from the layers, you know? And then we get back to town and I said to my parents, can you drop me off in town? Because I want to go see my boyfriend, right? And I walk in and I, it was badminton practice and I sit down beside him and he was acting really strange. Wouldn't look at me, wouldn't like, and we hadn't seen each other in almost a week. Wouldn't look at me, wouldn't hug me. And I'm like looking at him. And then he's like, what, what? He's like, I go to so-and-so's party and all of a sudden everybody's saying that like we fooled around and we got on and everything else. And he's like, it's just so not true. And I'm looking at him, I'm like, okay, defensive much, right? It took about two weeks for the whole thing to unravel, Mm -hmm. for the truth to come out. And the truth was exactly detail for detail my dream. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I was like, you can't make this stuff up. And I remember being so relieved that I wasn't crazy, relieved that my intuition was actually telling me the truth, that I could rely on it and trust it, but also freaked right out because I was like, okay, this didn't save me any pain. This was really excruciating. Yes, I got the heads up, but I also had to go through two weeks of feeling like I was completely off my rocker. And, And then I dialed it down. I remember not completely shutting it down, but I was like, you know what? This is too much. This is way too much to handle as a teenage girl. I don't know about this. And I remember deliberately like locking it off to be like, I just want to be a teenage girl and go have fun and not have to think about these things. And it wasn't until university. So fast forward a couple of years later that I was in university and some strange and unusual things started happening. Like I'd start seeing the ghosts that lived in our house at the time. People started coming to me and talking about intuition. People started talking about their issues and what they were moving through. People started talking about, do you ever get that feeling? Like, do you ever think that, I think that my boyfriend might be cheating on me, but I get this feeling, I'm not quite sure. And I'm like, "Mm, you might want to trust that, you know? Like all of a sudden, everything external to me was literally pumping it all back into my field and into my awareness that I was like, hmm maybe it's time for me to reopen it again. And back then there wasn't a whole lot. Like I didn't have a lot of people I could turn to to talk about these things. I think I might've stumbled across a bookstore in London, Ontario, that was more of a new age spiritual bookstore. And I found a book that was all on like rituals for opening up your intuition. And I remember lighting a candle and it was a specific focus to focus on a loved one who had passed away. And at that time, my grandma, one of my grandmothers, she was the only one that was close to me that had passed. So I focused on her and the moment I did, it was like the floodgates reopened. So much information started to come in and I've never looked back since. So I do think there are times where we open it and we turn it down, we dial it up, we dial it down. And I think it's important for people to learn that it's okay to do that, but we never really want to shut it down because I think that when we shut it down, like what I probably did to myself when the floodgates opened, like they really opened and there was no 
there was no going back from that point. Yeah. And so this is why I think it's so important for people to not only have mentors that you can talk to about this stuff, but mentors who can help regulate when those intuitive flows and rushes come to have it not validate it, but just to be like, hey, you're on point, like yeah. it's okay, you yeah. know? And, and then to be able to guide you through those uncomfortable situations, just like you were saying, to learn how to transmute that energy yeah. and transform it so that you're not left with it. You can have your intuition open, pick up on all the stuff, but learn how to move through those big things that do come inevitably sometimes, mm -hmm. right? And then allow yourself to still be open. And I also think there's always more room to grow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's always bigger points of intuitive expansion to grow. And so it's been a forever expanding journey for me. Yeah, yeah. You know, definitely. like where I sit today, it's it's yeah. been forever expansive. Mm -hmm. What about for you? Yeah, it's the same. In, in my experience as well, there was a great deal of pain that came still. Mm -hmm. But I believe, I, I firmly believe that it was less than it would have been had I not received those visions and insights mm -hmm. and everything. And I took the visions to be what they were. I took the insights to be what they were. I didn't approach or confront anybody. Because to me, that part of the confrontation process, it, it was it was too far gone to really mm -hmm. do that at that point, mm -hmm. right? So yes, it caused a great deal of pain mm -hmm. because things still took place, but I I transmuted it. In terms of the energy that I could have continued to, to go into with that, because of the mentorship, because of the help, I was able to redirect it. Mm -hmm. And that's what really helped, I would say. Had I not had those people around me, and this is even friends that were really close to me at the point in time included, right? Because they showed up as a result of my energy and intuition to in that way, right? What I would say is, it had they not been there in that form, in that way, to just put those two words mm -hmm. in or to be there and be supportive in the specific ways or to guide me in specific directions, knowing I had a bigger purpose. Mm -hmm. And that's the main thing right there. My, this, I would say this is the pinpoint if I was to pin anything in this conversation, my pinpoint is that knowing I had a bigger purpose because of what my inner teacher, my intuition was showing me for my life, mm -hmm. I wasn't willing to just throw it all away on this one moment of rage or upset that was occurring mm -hmm. at that point in time. Mm -hmm. And that kind of helped me. That's where the inner teacher came in. It helped me to redirect. It was a sense of self-value and self-worth. And when that self-value and self-worth was there, the actions that were taken or the direction I would have gone with it was just not an option anymore. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a sensible option based on who I knew I was. Mm -hmm. And so some of the rage and some of the anger had to be diluted, moved mm -hmm. through, worked through within myself. And when I say worked through within myself, like really worked through <laughs> within myself, right? It was rough, really worked through. And that had to happen. But that allowed me to then continue Mm -hmm. Right. And to be in the position that I was able to sort of hold myself to higher standards. Right. And not judging anybody when I say higher standards, higher standards for myself. Yeah. Right. For me as an individual, knowing I'm here to serve a purpose and I'd like to achieve that purpose. Mm -hmm. That was what was important. So the rest of things were just like, oh, this is things that is happening. Yes, it hurts really bad because of the experience and because of my attachment to these situations and these people. But at the same time there's a bigger purpose to serve. Mm -hmm. So that's what kept directing it. And I believe the mentorship in particular, the help from those around me and those who had walked the path before, because even the mentor that I had at the mm -hmm. time, and that's how she functioned. I'm her son's mentor now, by the mm -hmm. way, as well. But 
even at that time that that was happening, she herself had been walking through situations in her own life that were example for me to mm-hmm. learn from too. Mm-hmm. And she would talk about those things. Mm-hmm. So I would get to see that and learn from that too. So I wasn't only learning from my experience. I was learning from the experience mm-hmm. of all of the people around me and history as well. Because there are certain readings and stuff I was doing at the point in time. And I believe that this is all factors and, and functions of intuition within us. So mm-hmm. we'll dive into that more in Thrive 365, mm-hmm. obviously, with the yeah. greater detail and greater ways of accessing that information that's already within you. And that's what uh, yeah, exper- yeah, I was no, I, I think yeah. that that's really powerful. And I think it's so important for people to have the right type of mentorship. Yes. And to when you feel aligned with a teaching or a teacher, follow that because yeah. your higher self and your intuition is guiding you. It's putting it, like you said, a pin drop. It's also pin dropping yeah, certain yeah. mentors and experiences and teachings and yeah. pieces into your life to help expand you and grow you to that next level. And sometimes it's to clear out some of the stuff that ha- that has happened around our intuition. Yeah. And many times then it's to expand us to that next level of who and what we are to become. Yeah. And so if you want to learn more about expanding your intuition, expanding that connection to your higher self so that you really trust and know that you're getting your goods from a really solid, legit place, that you're dialing into the correct energy and frequency when you're getting those messages. This is the work that we're doing inside of the divine channel, which is a part of Thrive 365. And we kick off very, very soon, like as as we're recording this tonight, actually tonight, tonight. it kicks off tonight. So Mm -hmm. now's a great time because this module is only facilitated. We only host this one once a year. And it's for three months and we dive deeper into clearing out some of those things that have happened from our past around our own intuition and then safely guide you to be able to bring it up, bring it down when you need to, and then go deeper. So we go deeper in terms of your own intuitive gifts, your six levels of your clairs, I call them the six clairs, go deeper into those clairs and then really be able to connect to wisdom, knowledge, and insight from the higher self. So that we know for sure that where you're getting your goods from, it's it's legit, you're clear, and you don't have to question that. And then the trust piece is really easy at that point. So if this is something that you want to explore a little bit more, you want to go deeper on that, we invite you to take the next step. We will post the link to book a call with us in the show notes below. Definitely book the call, especially because we have a couple hours before class starts. Even if you catch this recording and it's after the fact, book the call anyways, because we've had people come in two to three weeks into a module and they're able to catch up no problem because it's really easy soul work I, you know quotation yeah. mark soul work uh, it's really easy work to catch up and not on. only that but if you're in us in, with it or in it with us for the year it comes all the way back around yeah. to where we cover the material that you would have missed at the start anyway yeah. right so that's there as an option and just for those who don't necessarily speak the spiritual lingo the clairs the six clairs we're not talking about Claire de la Lune or anything like that. <laughs> we're, talking, we're talking about clairsentience, clairaudience, clairvoyance, etc. Right. Yeah. So uh, those are the Claire's that Tara's referring to, yeah, just in exactly. case you don't know. And those are the things that we will discuss and move forward on as well. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So click the link below. Thank you for being here and joining us. Keep an eye out for part two of this conversation around intuition. Have such a beautiful day today. We'll talk to you all very soon. Have a wonderful one. Thank you so much for joining us today on another episode of the Rising Consciousness Show. For more high vibration conversations, meditations, energy activations, and tips and tools on creating your most exceptional life, we lovingly invite you to connect with us at Academy of Light 
www.academyoflight.ca. The website is www.academyoflight.ca. It is time to create your heaven on earth experience and we look forward to sharing this beautiful journey with you. You're listening to Rising Consciousness, yeah. Woo! Woo! <laughs>